Welcome to the Mind Muscle Connection Podcast, a show that is dedicated to educating you on applying science-based training, nutrition, and mindset strategies from some of the top minds in the industry to help you build a leaner, stronger, and more confident self. I'm your host, Jeff Hain. Let's dive in. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Mind Muscle Connection podcast. Today is a solo episode and I have a topic I want to dive into. Sorry, I'm looking at the screen and it just seems like the video is like off a little bit, which is weird. Just checking to make sure everything's all right. All right. Anyways, before I dive into the topic, I just want to go over a few ways you can help support the podcast. So if you are sick of just focusing on weight loss and instead want a body recomp, then my one-on-one online coaching program is for you. I hope you lose body fat and build muscle with my body recomp training, nutrition, and lifestyle methods. We look at things like your lifestyle and biofeedback to individualize your training and nutrition program to you and your specific needs. There's also at least one to two bottlenecks that we figure out outside of the training and nutrition protocol that are keeping you from seeing the results you want to see. And this is usually holding people back more than they think. So if you're interested in finding out more, the link to my services is in the show notes. You can also reach out to me on Instagram if you have any more questions on this and we can go from there. If you aren't interested in full coaching, I do one-on-one consultations where we troubleshoot any issues you have and or map out a game plan for the next couple months. And again, the link to that is in the show notes as well. If you just want to learn more about a body recomp, what it is, how to do it, then I have my free masterclass on this topic and you can find the link to that in the show notes as well. Next, if you don't yet, give me a follow on Instagram, Jeff, H-O-E-H-N underscore, and that's where I'm most active on social media. If you want to reach out to me, ask me any questions, that's where you would reach out. And then also do Q&As um, a couple times a week, which I end up answering some of them on here as well too. And then lastly, if you found this podcast to be helpful in any way, if you could leave a rating and review, and that will help more people find this podcast. So with that out of the way, let's dive into today's topics. And it is how to have a successful fat loss phase in 2024. By the time this comes out, it will be January 12th. So still relatively early in the new year. Again, a lot of times most people, one of their main goals when they get into fitness is to drop some weight, drop some body fat. Now, I typically work in multiple phases, and but the fat loss phase is definitely top of the what most people want, at least generally. Some people do want to build muscle, but at some point, everybody wants to drop a little bit of body fat. And so I wanted to have this episode today because I wanted to go over some ways that you can set yourself up for success in your fat loss phase. These are going to be things that I've seen people mess up on over the years, and basically it causes them to one, never actually get started. Two, not see the results they want to see. And then three, maybe see some results pretty quickly. And then that ends up, then it goes away after a short period of time. So again, I want to make sure that you have all those bases covered and you are ready to go. And again, so that way your hard work that you do have, it maintains over the long term. So Real quick, before I dive in, I want to just go over my four phases that I have from like a nutrition body comp um, perspective. So we have a fat loss phase, we have our building phase, we have a recomp phase, and we have a health maintenance phase. Most people typically start in a recomp phase. I will touch on this a little bit today. Again, if you're interested in what a body recomp is, I have that free masterclass on that and you can find that in the show notes. But at some point, everyone is pro- is going to transition to a fat loss phase at some point. And the goal of a fat loss phase is to drop body fat while maintaining muscle, okay? These are some things that I want you to consider when setting up your uh, fat loss phase to, again, ensure that it's successful and it does what you want it to do. So first, don't drop weight too quickly. So rapid weight loss can lead to muscle loss and metabolic adaptations that make further weight loss difficult. So some of these metabolic adaptations would be higher hunger levels, lower energy levels, 
leading to lower motivation, some other metabolic adaptations you'll see are, again, just to reduce energy expenditure, which goes with a lower energy. Again, there's hormonal adaptations that happen that lead to that lower energy, but that's the outcome there is that lower energy. There's going to be some hormonal adaptations as well too that can slow things down. So thyroid may go down depending on as a female, your hormones may start to get out of whack from that standpoint. So there's going to be some adaptations that happen that are going to slow things down and it can make further weight loss difficult, especially the quicker we go here with this. But the other big thing is the muscle loss that is accompanied by quick weight loss. So what are we typically looking at here? About 0.5 to 1% of body weight per week to maintain muscle and metabolic health. Anything quicker is going to result in the things that I mentioned and again, risking muscle, which again, losing muscle is definitely something that we don't want from an overall body composition standpoint. So really try to avoid, I, I bring this up because again, a lot of people, they, they get into fitness, um, they, they want to drop weight and they just want to lose it as quickly as possible. Um, and that's a mistake, right? We really have to be careful with that. Um, this is something that I just commonly see um, too often. And again, it leads to people end up regaining this weight or again, just never actually reaching the goal that they want to meet because they want it off super quick, right? Unfortunately, you do need to go at it at a slower um, pace. So the first thing here is make sure that whatever your calorie deficit is, it's not something that's going to cause you to drop body weight quicker than 0.5 to 1% of body weight per week. Now, the first week or two, this may happen. No need to stress that. However, if we're three, four weeks in and you're continuing to drop more than 1% of your body weight per week, just realize that you probably going to are you probably are going to run into some of these issues sooner rather than later. And also real quick on metabolic adaptation, it's not going to be anything that it doesn't cause you to lose body fat. It's just going to add a little bit more friction and it's going to make things tougher. So again, this is why I'm a fan of that 0.5 to 1% of body weight per week rate of loss, again, for, again, maintaining muscle, but also the adherence aspect of it. And just making sure that you don't feel like total crap in the process, which anytime you feel like total crap in the process, you're going to be less likely to stick to it. Next, make sure your macros are balanced. We want to have a balanced intake of protein, fats, and carbs, as this is going to support overall health. It's going to help manage hunger, and it's obviously going to help preserve muscle mass. So we want to adjust macros to fit personal preferences and lifestyle, um, but we want to make sure that we are in, in getting enough carbohydrates. Or we want to make sure we get enough protein in. Is obviously getting enough protein is going to help support muscle maintenance and hunger management um, as well too. Uh, again, a mistake here is a lot of times people just focus on calories, which will manipulate your body weight, but what those calories are made up of is going to uh, play a big role, right? So again, if those calories are just, let's just take, for example, very highly processed foods that are high in fats and carbohydrates, then you're going to have a really high fat intake. You're going to have a pretty high carbohydrate intake with a ton of added sugars and then probably a very low protein intake, right? On the flip side, some people do, they think that in order to lose body weight, they need to go super low carbohydrate. So then their energy goes down, their training sucks, and they start to crave carbohydrates. They think that they can't have carbohydrates and that leads to wanting tasty carbohydrates. Again, things that are high in fat and in sugar or high in fats and carbs, um, which people associate with carbohydrates, right? Cookies, pizza, stuff like that, leading them to think carbs are bad. But so really what I'm trying to get at here is we want to make sure that we have a good balance of macros. So we want fats to be not too high, but also not too low. This is usually around 30% of your body weight is what you'd want from a gram's perspective. Carbohydrates, I try to make sure that we can keep carbohydrates at a minimum of one gram per pound of body weight, but sometimes that doesn't always happen. Um, however, we probably want to avoid really low levels. However, for some people, if your caloric intake is so low, because again, this could happen for some people that has to be sub 12, 1500 calories to lose weight for you. It might be tough to hit that one gram per pound of body weight for carbohydrates. So you might have to go a little bit lower there on that. We want to try to avoid completely omitting all carbohydrates.
And then protein, again, we want around one gram per pound of body weight when we're in a fat loss phase. So making sure our macros are balanced because we could have the calorie deficit in place, but if the macros are off, that may not be optimal from a body composition standpoint. Now, we don't have to worry about every last gram of each macro either, right? You don't have to be like, I need exactly 51 and a half um, grams of fat. I need exactly 96 and a half grams of carbohydrate, and I need exactly 151 grams of protein. You don't need to do that, but we just want to make sure that they're not out too out of line overall, and they are fairly balanced there with that. And one last thing I'll say on this, some people may benefit from a lower carbohydrate intake, especially if you're overweight and, or you don't move a lot and, or it is just a preference. However, if you don't fall under any of those categories, I still try to get as many carbohydrates in, but also I think a very low carbohydrate diet is a very, it's not a long-term strategy either. So if you do that, we do want to make sure to, it's a small a very short time frame, and you have a game plan for afterwards to make sure you get that back to normal. So number three is break weight loss up into chunks slash utilize diet breaks. So periodic breaks from calorie restriction can help prevent metabolic slowdown and physiological burnout as well. So again, it can help decrease some of those the impact of metabolic adaptation, and it can also help with burnout as well too, right? So plan short periods of, of eating at maintenance calories to help maintain a healthy relationship with food and make long-term fat loss more sustainable. And these can also be very helpful during busy periods of time. I had a couple clients, for example, that the, the, the holidays wasn't, were not a good time to fat loss diet. Taking two to four week diet break during that period of time can be helpful, right? You get a little bit more food, you get to enjoy the holidays, and then you can come back to the your weight loss, right? And again, I, I find that a lot of times people just end up maintaining during the holidays anyways, if they're trying for fat loss. So you might as well make it something that you know you can do. And I feel like that helps from a mental standpoint. Now I'm saying in this, when you implement these, we still want to have some sort of game plan. This isn't a free for all to go out and eat anything and everything. You do still want to have some sort of game plan with this. So again, getting you to maintenance, trying not to go too high over maintenance, still having a good base of whole foods, making sure your macros are still in line. You're still weight training, um, still getting your movement in. Like these are are still going to be important during this period of time. You don't want this to be a period of time where you're just like, oh, screw it. I'm going to do anything, everything. Cause that is where you will uh, run into some issues, especially if you're coming off of fat loss phases, you'll be a little bit more susceptible to hunger and whatnot there. So again, break your weight loss up into chunks. I typically say if you have to lose more than 10% of your body weight, you probably want to break this up into at least multiple fat loss phases. So it could look at like something where eight to 16 weeks of fat loss, you lose about 10 to 15% of your body weight, maintain that for eight, anywhere from four to 16 weeks or longer. And then you come back, drop another 10 to 15% of your body weight, rinse and repeat. Or you can utilize diet breaks where, Hey, maybe you have a 16 week fat loss phase and one to two times throughout you have a one week or anywhere from two to seven days of eating at maintenance within that, right? So those would be how you would utilize um, either of those uh, with that. But again, having some sort of game plan for those are key. Again, this isn't a recipe to eat anything and everything. You still do want to you know, make sure you're around your maintenance calories and have a good base of whole foods and whatnot. So number four is going to be lift weights, make sure training's in a good spot. So resistance training is crucial for preserving muscle mass and potentially building it during a fat loss phase. So we want to focus on maintaining or even increasing strength to ensure muscle mass is preserved as you lose fat. So again, we want to make sure training, we're, first, we want to make sure we are weight training. A lot of times people will omit weight training during the fat loss phase because they're like, oh, I'm going to lose this fat first and then I can add muscle. 
that's a mistake you want to make you want to maintain as much lean body mass as possible during the fat loss phase but on top of that we do still want to make sure we're trying to push muscle growth in this phase even if you don't think you can build muscle during this phase you'll be surprised you might be able to build a little bit but at the very least you'll maintain it if you're trying to go into your training sessions trying to add muscle um so again we want to make sure that we're not going in weight training to burn calories we're going into weight training to uh, maintain our strength potentially increase it and same thing with muscle maintain it and potentially uh increase it so we need to make sure we lift weights in the process but also, again, if we lose muscle during the weight loss process, which we will if we're not weight training and yeah, if we're not weight training, we will lose some lean body mass in the process of weight loss. That's not going to be great for your look like we talked about, and it will likely increase your hunger um, as well, too. So really important that we make sure we maintain the weight training. Number five, don't rely on exercise for fat loss. So when setting up your fat loss phase, make sure that your main method is not, oh, hey, I'm going to start doing a ton of cardio to drop weight, right? I'm going to do cardio to drop weight and just eat whatever I want first. That's, you know, not going to be a great game plan, right? While exercise is important for overall health and it can support a calorie deficit, most of your fat loss is going to come from dietary changes. What I mean by it can support is, you know, if you're somebody who you are making the nutrition adjustments and then you also add in exercise that can increase your a calorie deficit a little bit more, right? It, incre- it does increase your energy expenditure. Now you may ask, why can't I just do a bunch of cardio then and get into that calorie deficit? One that from a sustainability aspect, that's good. You're going to be asking yourself to do a lot of cardio, which may not be sustainable. But then also as you do that for longer, your body will adapt to that exercise. And let's say, for example, the very first time you did it, you burned 700 calories. You may be doing the same amount and it may only be, again, I'm making up a number here, just depends on the person and and, and whatnot. There's a lot of things that go into it, but you may only be burning 400 calories, right? So then you'd have to do more to get to where you're at. And then that's going to continue to happen, right? So then you have to keep doing these excessive amounts. And then you can combine this. If you can combine, well, I can't say that. If you combine it with not weight training, not a balanced macro approach, you may be losing muscle in that process as well too. So consider exercise as a tool to complement your nutrition efforts and improve body composition, not as the primary method for fat loss. We don't want to burn as many calories as possible to drop body fat. We need to use exercise for, again, supporting the, the calorie deficit and for overall health. And movement does help you utilize the nutrients uh, that you, that you give your body much better, and it does have some sort of appetite regulating uh, effect as well too. If you get anywhere from seven thousand plus steps uh, per day. Next, we want to dial in sleep. Sleep's one of those things where in in a energy deficit, um, one, it's going to make the energy deficit tougher to manage because you're probably going to see higher hunger levels. You're going to have lower motivation overall, poor decision-making, and you're just going to have this drive to want to continue to eat and especially tasty foods, right? Foods that are going to be really tough to moderate overall. So quality sleep is essential for recovery, hormonal balance, overall health, and optimal body composition. Poor sleep can lead to higher hunger levels, like I talked about, poor decision-making and lower motivation. We want to aim for about seven to nine hours per night to support fat loss, muscle recovery, and hormonal regulation from a sleep perspective. Also, there was a study where they had two groups. One slept for five and a half hours, one slept for eight hours. They both lost the same amount of weight in this study, both groups. However, the group that slept five and a half hours did lose more weight from lean body mass. So that kind of comes back to the, it's not great from a body composition standpoint. The next one, make sure you have a game plan for after the diet for your fat loss phase. Make sure you have a plan to reverse out of it or again, just have some sort of anything afterwards. Don't just fat loss diet and then go straight to, oh, hey, I'm just going to go back to what I was doing before. Again, that's not going to be, you're going to see everything come right back on. 
So transitioning out of a calorie deficit is as important as the diet itself. Plan for a gradual increase in calories to help maintain your new weight and prevent fat regain after the, 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 the fact. So again, some things you can do here is still make sure you monitor your food intake, still make sure you monitor your body weight, still weight train, still exercise. From a food perspective, slowly increase your calories, but try not to just completely go from quote unquote nutrient dense, uh, sorry, not take, exclude the uh, quote unquote, still include nutrient dense foods and your quote unquote diet foods. Still keep those in, but just add a little bit more of those and then slowly transition to some more tasty food over time. But again, we want to make sure that we don't just go to what we were doing and then completely something or to what we were doing for the fat loss phase and then back to what you were doing initially there on that. So again, have some sort of game plan for after the diet. Next, don't plan on trying to diet. Don't try to fat loss diet the entire year. Year. So we talked about taking weight, taking diet breaks, taking time away from fat loss dieting. So same thing here. Don't try to fat loss diet the entire year. Continuous dieting can lead to burnout, decreased metabolic rate, and potential nutrient deficiencies. So include, again, include periods of maintenance or slight surplus to give your body and mind a break. And this is where we insert things like building phases. So again, clients are typically in fat loss phases for about eight to 20-ish weeks. So again, make sure you plan on other phases of nutrition throughout the year versus just, hey, I'm just going to lose weight the entire 2024. That's going to be very challenging. It's going to be tough to stick to and you're likely not setting yourself up for a successful fat loss phase. And my very last one here at least initially consider a body recomp approach instead of fat loss. Instead of focusing solely on the scale, aim to improve body composition by losing fat and building muscle simultaneously. This approach often leads to more sustainable and visually noticeable results. And I have found that most people have some runway and in most cases, a lot of runway to build muscle and drop body fat at the same time. So really think about doing this first before going straight into a fat loss phase. But at the end of the day, make sure that you aren't just focused on your scale weight. Make sure you're focused on other aspects, right? Again, your how your clothes are fitting, progress pictures, how your training's doing, how you feel overall, progress picture. I don't know if I said that or not. And then also look at your scale weight too, to see where that's at. But what we don't want to do is just rely on scale weight as the only thing that we measure progress for, as that's not going to be, it's not going to give you the full picture. So those are the nine things that you can do to set yourself up for a successful fat loss phase in 2024. I hope this was helpful. Let me know if you have any questions on this topic and I will chat with you next time. Thank you for listening. If you want more free content like this, follow me on Instagram at JeffH91 underscore or visit JHHealth.net. See you next time.